You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is having a really great week so far. As I am recording this, I am getting ready to go on a grown-ups only, just me and my husband, (laughs) trip. And I'm so, so excited. It is going to be a much-needed week. It is my birthday week, and we are just going to get some alone time. Now, of course, I have all of that. Like, this is not the first time we have gone out of town by ourselves, right? Grown-ups only left the kids with parents, you know, their grandparents. And so not the first time, but... I still get nervous every single time. My little survival brain, my little protective mama brain still chimes in every single time with what if bad, what if something bad happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? Like, I just kind of have to gently be like, nope, no brain. We're not going to think about that today. (laughs) I think I talk about that, you know, a lot on here anytime I go on a trip because I just want you guys to know, like those thoughts still will pop up and that's okay. That is normal. And it's just, you don't have to listen to them. I don't have to pay attention to them. I don't have to give them a lot of weight. Our thoughts are not facts. These thoughts are just sentences in my brain. And I remind myself of that whenever they pop up. It's like, okay, thank you, brain. Thank you for that wonderful, really scary sentence. (laughs) But when we get back from our grown-ups only trip of wonderfulness, then I will be just home for a few days and I will be flying to Chicago for the ULF Family Conference. So if you're going to be at that conference, I am speaking on Friday on the 23rd. So I would love to have you come and come listen and join in or come say hi if you're there. I would love to meet you and get to know you guys. It's always so fun to meet followers and listeners of the podcast or just people that I know on social media. I love getting to meet them in real life. It's like, oh, yes, you know, I feel like I know a lot of you already. But being able to really get that in person, it just changes everything, right? You just feel so much more connected. So that is what our lives are involving right now. (laughs) And in today in the podcast, I want to talk about a topic that so often goes unnoticed. I actually don't know if we've really talked about something like this. And that is our own milestones as special needs moms or special needs parents. You know, as parents, we often focus on our children's milestones. We have the normal ones, you know, their first steps, their first haircut, their first words, all that good stuff, all the firsts, right? And we can acknowledge the elephant in the room that for special needs parents, these milestones can sometimes be hard to things to talk about, right? Because many of us, there were no first steps. There were no first words. Like for us, you know, it was like, oh, you know, first time in the the gate trainer. That was our first steps. (laughs) You know, so I always like to celebrate what we call inch stones. That's what we celebrate for Leo. And these are little things that most typical parents probably wouldn't even think twice about, but like we cheer for and we celebrate. So I have to give you guys a little story here. So an inch stone that we celebrated recently was Leo talking back. Now, if you know Leo, he is nonverbal. But, like, he's definitely not non-communicating. That is for sure. Like, no. And I was buckling him him into his wheelchair. I was kind of bent down, right? My head was down by his face. And he just started yelling. Like, happy yelling. But just yelling, nonetheless. Like, directly into my ear. Very loudly. 
So I stopped and I looked at him and I kind of gave him a talking to, right? I was like, bud, don't yell in my ear, please. I'm trying to get this done. He did not want to be in the wheelchair either. I think he was trying to tell me he wanted out. And but we needed to go somewhere, so he needed to be buckled in. And you guys, whenever I gave him this talking to, y'all, this boy, he proceeds to babble back at me with so much sass and attitude that like even Kimber, my daughter, she looked up from what she was doing. She looked over, her eyebrows were like raised up and she's like, whoa, he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> like it was so obvious that he was talking back. He did not need to be saying words for us to understand what he was saying. He may, if he was able to say words, it may have been saying some cuss words in there. I don't know. He's trying to say all sorts of naughty things. <laughs> I couldn't even be mad. Like I was so proud of him. I was like, that is good communication. And then I had to act like he was in trouble, you know, because Kimber, we told her like, she can't talk back, right? We're like, we need to not talk back like that and have attitude like that. It's not respectful. And here I am. It's like, she's looking at me, expecting me to do something here. And I was like, mm, yes, Leo, we cannot talk back. <laughs> but it was just a really cool moment to experience. But anyways, those are the milestones we celebrate for our children. Those are easy to celebrate. Those are fun. Those are just moments that are usually just pure joy, right? But what about us, right? What about the moments that mark our own personal growth, our resilience, and our strength? And these special needs mom milestones aren't always things that maybe we instinctively want to celebrate. They're not fun and awesome, like Leo giving me sass and talking back. But these are the moments that will stick with us. These are the moments that are kind of like burned into your brain a little bit. But they're also the moments that turned us into the people we are, right? So maybe it was like a day like the first time you tube fed your child without the nurse's help. I know I really remember that day. I distinctly remember it. I was in the hospital still with Leo. Uh, we were there and he had been impatient for weeks at this point. And he had, he never had an NG tube. He didn't tolerate it. And so like they immediately went to G-tube surgery. And I remember when we came out of surgery, like I was so afraid to even pick him up from the hospital crib after surgery. Like I was so afraid I was going to accidentally hurt him. Get all these cords everywhere. And I was afraid I was going to somehow pull out the tube. Like I just, I hated it. And... <laughs> You know, if you have a feeding tube, your child has a feeding tube, you might remember this particular milestone as well, right? Because it's kind of, it gets burned into your memory. It was very daunting at first. It was full of a lot of uncertainty and fear because I've never done anything like that. I have zero medical background, like zero science background. I am an arts background, if we're really going to get technical. But if you were like me and you had this experience, you know, you pushed through learned to navigate all the intricacies and ins and outs of the feeding tubes and the pump and the extenders, right? It was a significant step on our like special needs bomb journey, but one that's probably tinged with a sense of sadness, a sense of loss. At the time, if your child got a G-tube placed because they weren't gain gaining enough weight, maybe their failure to thrive, then that milestone may have really represented failure. It may have felt like you were a failure. It may have felt like you weren't capable or didn't do enough. So you may have had a lot of just self-loathing and a lot of really self-negative talk there around that. 
But I just want you to just step back and acknowledge. For one, doing this, getting that, did not mean you were a failure. But that milestone also represents strength. It represents tenacity. The drive to do whatever you needed to do in order to help your child thrive. You know, we put our own self-comfort aside to give our children the best chance. I was not comfortable holding my child after surgery. I was not comfortable using this feeding tube and dealing with all these cords and everything like that. I was not comfortable doing that. But I did it because that's what was best for my child. Special needs moms milestones aren't always so serious, though. They aren't always so dramatic. (laughs) Maybe it's something a little bit lighter. Maybe it was like that first grocery trip that you had that didn't end in tears for either you or your child. Either one. (laughs) It could be simple things like this that may seem really small to others, right? Most people would be like, what? I don't remember that. But for you, it might have felt like a triumph. It may have felt like... Oh my gosh, we've been working towards this. We've been developing strategies to make the sensory overload more manageable. Or maybe just the stars finally aligned and it was only a five minute in and out trip. But nonetheless, those small moments like that should be celebrated. They should be appreciated. Another momentous milestone that I actually have talked with a lot of clients around, because I don't know, people come into my program, Overcome the Overwhelm, a lot of them were around that, like the kids were you know, not quite at school age yet, but not babies. And a lot of them, I had so many moms that were getting their child's first wheelchair. And that, oh, that's a, that is a roller coaster of emotions. If your child uses a wheelchair, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It is like an experience is like a mix of emotions, right? It's like, This is kind of exciting because we finally have a piece of equipment that's really going to help my child more. But also, this wheelchair means that my child is disabled and special needs and this is my life and everything's different. And this is not the life I expected and this is not what I ever thought I'd be dealing with, right? All rolled into one. It isolates you. It makes you feel other. It makes you feel alone because you're not like other parents, No one else, none of your friends can relate. None of them are going out and getting their child their first wheelchair. It's not like buying your child's first bike. No, it feels so strange. And it can be, again, like I said, that mix of emotions can be kind of weird. Because it's like, well, but I'm also happy about it. Right? And whenever you take your child out in public for the first time in that wheelchair, right? We defy the stares and the awkward glances that you're, you're probably really anticipating. Like, everyone's going to be looking at us. This is weird. <laughs> and once again, you're putting your child's happiness first. You may be thinking, well, of course I put my child's happiness first. Of course we do these things for our kids. <laughs> and I get it. Yes, of course we do. But you can acknowledge with me that it wasn't always easy. It wasn't always comfortable. Staying home, staying in our comfort zone, not having that personal growth, not pushing ourselves to do something we didn't really want to do, that we've never done before, that none of our other friends were doing, that is growth. That is a milestone worth celebrating. I am on fire today, guys. (laughs) So just for a moment, you know, acknowledge that this is a powerful demonstration of your own dedication to your child's inclusion, to their happiness 
to giving them a full life because you said, I'm going to get them a chair that gives them mobility and I'm going to take them out and we're going to go out in public just like everybody else. You are giving them that opportunity, whether it comes with stares and glances and weird comments or not. There are so many of these moments, right, that just like mark our lives as special needs moms. You could probably think of a dozen more if you really sat here. And they feel both exciting and they feel sad. They feel us, leave us feeling like thankful, but also lonely. Like no one else is there. No one else gets it. These milestones, they are the moments that shape us. They shape our lives and they're not always easy. They come with the challenges, sacrifices. That's an emotional roller coaster for us that only other special needs moms will truly understand. But they're also a testament to our resilience, to our courage, and to our unwavering love, okay? I want you to think about it. I want you to celebrate. What are your own special needs mom milestones? Maybe you write a list of them. Maybe you write about one of them. Maybe you write a letter to yourself in that moment, you know? Write a a letter to that mom who is sitting in the hospital. Her child just got out of surgery and she was scared to death and crying, afraid to pick up her child. What do you want to say to her? It can be very, very healing and very powerful. Acknowledge everything that you've made it through, everything that you've learned, all the incredible moments that you've experienced with your child. Now, they may be bittersweet, maybe tinged with sadness. They're also brimming with joy and pride and love. There are stories that shape who you are as a mother and who you are as a person. These moments give our brains proof that we are resilient and strong. And on the days that you aren't feeling so resilient and strong, we all have those days, right? You can look back at your milestones. You can say, I made it through that. And remember how far you've come. What used to be scary and like unnerving, right? Like that first tube feeding or getting your child's first wheelchair. They now seem like no big deal, right? Like I feed my child. Shoot. I, the places I have fed my child is insane. I mean, we tube feed him poolside. We tube feed him at the store. We tube feed him in the middle of Disney World. (laughs) Like baseball games, like no big deal. I do not give a crap anymore. I'm just like, whatever. I could do it in my sleep. I know I could. They used to be such a big deal and on that scary moment, right? But now they just seem like just another day. And that is just a sign of exactly how far you and I (laughs) have come. All right, guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And again, if you are at the ULF Family Conference, come see me. Come say hi. And I would love to get to know you. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.